Hey guys, this uh, weekend was real crazy. Actually, the end of last week and this weekend, my voice is hoarse. You can hear that because I was talking all weekend because we had fantastic weddings and masses and confirmation classes being taught. And then Monday yesterday was a St. Thomas Aquinas senior retreat and I destroyed some kids in Can Jam and also blessed each and every one in front of them with the Eucharist, walked to each kid. Um, it was a great time. Anyway, um, all that being said, I didn't get a QP episode ready. I'm so sorry, but it's coming um, this next weekend. Um, but you get to hear a wedding homily, which is kind of cool. My my good friends, Joseph and Caroline Howenow, um told me I could post their, their wedding homily, and I was pumped, and uh, it has to do with St. Joseph. Um, they decided to consecrate their marriage to St. Joseph, not through Mary, which is um, really interesting. And, and see, so you're St. Joseph, so I thought y'all would like it. Here it is. Peace. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, I pray not only for my disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me. And I in you, they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And I have, been, I have given them the glory you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be brought to perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me and that you love them even as you love me. Father, they are your gift to me. I wish that where I am, they also may be with me, that they may see my glory that you gave me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world also does not know you, but I know you, and they know that you sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will make it known that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Please be seated for a few moments. Joseph, what a guy. He's loyal. He's faithful. He's not afraid of an adventure. You really couldn't ask for a better husband for Mary. Oh, you you thought I was talking about you? Oh, sorry. I was talking about St. Joseph. Um, No, but all, really, all kidding aside, Joe and Caroline's virtues hardly need to be expounded on. Everyone here, every single person in this church know how special you two are. And so I really wanted, instead of just expounding on your virtues, they're fantastic, y'all are great. I wanted to frame your wedding homily around Jesus's foster father's example. You know, Joe and Caroline, if you didn't know, um, specifically chose their date 
to be near St. Joseph's feast day, or at least they receive that blessing. And providentially, they will begin their marriage in the year of St. Joseph that the Holy Father proclaimed this year. And they will, as you will see later, consecrate their marriage to Jesus through the intercession of St. Joseph. You know, we often see brides and grooms start their marriage by consecrating their marriage to Jesus through Mary. They might go to the Marian altar. But Joe and Caroline don't do things normally. (laughs) No, they truly care and they truly prayed and they felt called to consecrate it to Joseph. And so what can this first century carpenter teach us and you on your day of marriage? Number one, St. Joseph was silent. The Bible does not recount any particular words from Joseph. Jesus speaks a lot. We know that. Mary has a few words. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Do whatever he tells you. But Joseph is not quoted. That doesn't mean he's not important. In fact, the Lord entrusts Joseph with the care of Mary. It was Joseph who named Jesus, and it was Joseph who took the Holy Family to Egypt to save them from Herod. Joseph didn't need to talk because his actions did the talking for him. And you too are people of action, not just of saying that you're a Christian, not just proclaiming with your lips but walking the walk. We've seen this. And while I'm sure married couples in this room can attest, there may be moments where future silence will be important. (laughs) I think the main lesson is that fidelity and sanctity is found not in what we say, but in what we do. There have been some fantastic and great events in your life and your courtship, your engagement. Today is fantastic. It's great. It's, it's, it's already fun. It's going to continue to be fun. You're having fun. I could tell. Um, but the majority of life is lived out not just on the mountaintops, but on the daily ground of love. True success in any vocation, and and their marriage is truly a vocation, is attained in the humble everydayness of life when there's no choir or band or hordes of your friends surrounding you. The everyday walk, you get that. Secondly, St. Joseph didn't care what the peripheral people thought. Sounds like a weird virtue to highlight of St. Joseph and for you too. But I think it's important. Joseph was faced with a situation that the outside world, to the outside world, was inexplainable. Mary was pregnant in a miraculous way and there was no way that everyone was going to understand or believe Joseph, believe Mary. But that was not important to him. He didn't care what they thought and was willing to do God's will even when others may have ridiculed or misunderstood The most important things in his life were right in front of him. Jesus and Mary. What does this mean for you, Joe and Caroline? The most important thing in your life is right next to you. Everything else and everyone else is second. 
A man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. You are already proving yourself to look different than the way the world does things. You are here with your family and friends in this church before this altar, preaching to us by your example. Your life will be made up of many similar decisions to live your married and family life for each other and for God first. And that might look weird to the world. You will look eccentric when you're concentric to God. You're eccentric to this world. And that's good. You are set apart for each other tonight. That's what it means to be holy, to be set apart. And you set yourself apart. That's why you're in this sanctuary together. Finally, St. Joseph taught his son well. Obviously, he taught him his craft because the gospel, Mark, makes clear that Jesus was a carpenter. And so was Joseph. Think of the hours of apprenticeship that Joseph had with Jesus, teaching him the trade. But he didn't just stop at teaching a physical job. Scripture is clear that Joseph saw to it that the Holy Family fulfilled their obligations of faith and worship. The two moments of Jesus' early life that we hear about were the presentation in the temple and the finding of Jesus in the temple. Joseph made it a point with Our Lady to fulfill his relationship with God the Father. He did that faithfully, and he did it humbly. I have no doubt that you two will do similar, that you will ground your marriage like the Holy Family in worship of God, placing yourself at his disposal. He's got great plans for you, a great mission for this family. I don't know if the world's ready for the beauty and awesomeness that's going to come from y'all because you place yourself here, because you kneel here. Joe and Caroline, you have been given a great gift to marry each other before God, close to the solemnity of this great saint. God the Father entrusted his only begotten son and Jesus' mother to Joseph. So I entrust you to Joseph as well. Follow his example. Put God first. Care about each other, even if that may be countercultural in ways. And live out the daily grind of love, the daily grind of Nazareth, the Holy Family's example. And then you will receive everything you ever hoped for. What is that you hope for? Fulfillment, joy. And the last thing I want to highlight, unity. You chose the words of Jesus right before he went to the cross. He was with his apostles and he prayed to God for unity. Father, I pray that they may be one as you and I are one. And today you make that a reality. We will look at you Vowing to each other, becoming a one flesh union. And we see, not you, we see God. We see the love of God for the church. That he lays down his life on the cross as you lay your life down for each other. If your faith makes you ready to accept that responsibility, I ask you to join me before the altar with your best man and maid of honor in front of all these wonderful witnesses as you vow to each other today.